0: Time for us to begin our midday program here on KRVN. Scott Foster here with you on a Wednesday. We're joined by Susan Littlefield and Bob Brogan as we watch a panda destroying a snowman. Uh, uh, That is the weirdest segue ever to begin... (laughs) I mean, but that, the first of all, the panda stole the nose right out of the snowman for no particular reason and then took just wiped the snowman out.
1: Maybe the panda liked carrots. Okay,
0: I, I can see that, but it was clearly upset that the snowman had the carrot before the panda did. I yes. don't know what's happening there, but uh, yeah, uh, film film at 11.
1: And we have a dog at home that loves cooked carrots. Really? Like she cooked, carrot. cooked carrots, hmm. a little corgi, and Paul's always going, you are not going to be a vegetarian dog. As she's munching on carrots looking at them. Okay, well, yeah.
0: you can. You, the corgis are cute enough.
1: That's they are. better
2: than Twinkies, I guess. Yeah, healthier. See, that's right. Oop, that's we're going right. to get calls now. No, yeah.
0: the, Twinkie, the Twinkie Foundation. Yeah. The, uh, well, the, they
1: can send us a supply. That's right. I'm fine <laughs> with
0: it. I am totally fine with that. Susan Littlefield, live in studio with us today, and that's a, that's a nice change. How are we doing today, Susan?
1: I am doing wonderful. The sun is kind of, sort of, out. We can yeah. agree on the weather forecast for once, and... Seasonal. You know, it's amazing how just a few hours down the road it can change. Oh yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, we 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 live better here, and so well,
1: you do, and you look better in person than over well this system.
0: We we do have a face for radio around here, don't we, Bob? We all do. Bob's not saying anything. No, okay. I, uh you're going to just stay. I mean. don't know what to say. I, I wouldn't that. either. Okay. <laughs> all right, Susan, so, so what do you got for
1: us? Today? Lots of USMCA talk today. Mm, We're going to kick it all off at twelve nineteen as uh, Shaley Peters brings in Congressman Smith. As he talks about what he's seeing with USMCA. And then at 1245, we will continue that conversation with Congressman Jeff Fortenberry. And he gives a little insight into the impeachment. Something about oxygen being sucked out of the air. You'll have to stay tuned for that. And Steve Nelson will also join at the midday to talk about USMCA. And then we're going to wrap it all up with guess what? usmca oh, nice. but this time from a perspective of a corn grower kevin mm-hmm. ross who has family in our listening area is a corn grower from iowa and president of the national corn growers association he will talk about usmca and rfs
0: okay uh, v- certainly uh, topical stuff oh yeah and and that's good I, and i thought that i thought that i'll give congressman smith credit i thought that he responded really well and not to uh, Hey, that should have been done a long time ago, but respond let's work past this and let's get it done. Exactly. So I like that a lot. All right. Thank you, Susan. Uh, yep. Jason Jorgensen is on his way to Denver with UNK Volleyball. Let's check in with him.
3: Well, the UNK Volleyball team is in Denver as they are preparing for tomorrow's Elite 8 match against Gannon University. We'll have a preview for you. Also coming up in sports, we talked about the Kansas Jayhawks. Last night, they rolled to yet another victory. Two former Nebraska football players were arrested yesterday in Lincoln. We'll give you the latest. And sewer native Adam Holtor, of course, he's been the starting center the last couple of years for the Kansas State football team. He's picked up a big honor as he was named the Big 12 Football Scholar Athlete of the Year. All of that and much more is coming up in sports.
0: All right, well, let's turn it over to Bob Brogan. What's going on in stocks today?
2: Stock indexes are mixed and trading on Wall Street as investors watch for developments on trade and await the Federal Reserve's latest announcement on interest rate policy. And uh, quite honestly, they're set to leave the benchmark interest rate unchanged today and will likely signal that uh, the Reserve expects rates to remain low well into next year despite a robust job market. Also, higher energy prices lifted U.S. overall consumer prices in November, and YouTube is taking another step to curb hateful and violent speech on its site. Mr. Rogers would approve.
0: Absolutely, and so would I. Let's uh, we'll take, <laughs> let's, we'll see all of that coming up. Lots of good information for us coming up on midday. Time for us to check in on our weather and how it's affecting agriculture for us and around the world. This. Brought to you by Holdridge Irrigation, your Ranky dealer. Paul Perkins in here with us. Got a little cloud cover this morning, but a seasonal type
4: of day. Exactly. Uh, the cloud cover, luckily, not too thick. Uh, some filtered sunshine in some areas, but otherwise, some warming definitely on the way. You could see it over western areas of Kansas already, up to 50 in Colby, Kansas, and 51 in Oakley, Kansas wow. right now. And that compares with some low 20s still into northeast Nebraska, including 19 right now at Wayne, Nebraska. So, big variation in temperatures from northeast Nebraska into northwest Kansas.
0: The difference going out this morning, though, was was major because it was really bitter yesterday.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the wind's... uh, finally lining up but yeah temperatures did cool down quite a bit last night into the upper teens and low 20s in many locations and it's still those upper teens to low 20s on into north central and northeast areas of nebraska especially along and north of the line from about thetford to or to columbus that's where we have temperatures into the upper teens to low 20s most of us with temperatures right now in the upper 20s to low 30s but as you head towards southwest nebraska We have temperatures in the mid-30s, and then we're starting to see those temperatures upper 40s to low 50s. Northeast Colorado into northwest Kansas. That's thanks to a warm front lifting northeast through the region, giving us some seasonal temperatures for the most part for today across the area. Cloud cover increasing a little this afternoon as some south and east winds kick in behind that front, bringing in an increase in moisture. That cloud cover increases a little more tonight with the approach of a cold front. The approach of a cold front, not expected to dip into the region except for maybe some northern areas later on tonight. Tomorrow looks to be slightly warmer as we stay on the warmer side of that cold friend We'll see some westerly winds kick in for some milder conditions, even nicer conditions than what we're going to get for today. A few clouds will mix with that sunshine as the front starts to approach also from the northeast. So some fronts getting closer over the next few days, but not really doing a whole lot or moving through the region. Now we'll just be ahead of a cold front as we head towards Friday. That will give us our warmest day of the next seven with highs around 10 degrees warmer than usual for the most part across the area. Could see some light rain or snow with that cold front as it does push south by Friday night. Saturday will be dry before we see some chances of snow with some low pressure that tracks across the southern plains Saturday night into Monday. But right now, the forecast model is trending that system and the better chances of accumulating snow farther to the south. In the long-term forecast... Nebraska and Kansas temperatures are likely to be warmer than normal for Monday through Christmas Eve day. So, looking at some warm weather as we approach Christmas, especially late next week through the 24th. Some good news if you're doing some traveling before then. During that time, average central Nebraska daytime highs are in the upper 30s with overnight lows on average in the mid teens. The precipitation outlook also looking good for travel. Drier than normal for Monday through Christmas Eve Day for Nebraska and Kansas. Key weather factors affecting the markets include a mainly dry and very cold outlook for the northern plains, a chance to get more harvest done in some western and northern areas of the Midwest, and favorable crop conditions for Brazil and dryness concerns in Argentina. For the Midwest, temperatures will vary greatly over the next... Five to six days, precipitation chances mainly in the southeast to east-central part of the Midwest that will disrupt the remaining harvest. Drier weather in the northern and western Midwest this last week allowed some harvest to occur. In the northern plains, cold and very cold weather in the next five days will increase the stress to livestock, but no significant snow is expected. Southern Brazil crop areas will only see scattered showers. They will see scattered showers rather redevelop over the weekend. That will maintain favorable conditions for planting and developing crops in southern Brazil. In west-central Brazil, nearly a daily chance for rain, which is not unusual this time of year, but it does increase the risk for soybean rust. Argentina's recent heat has further depleted soil moisture for developing crops. A cold front tomorrow. Not expected to bring any significant rain. The front might stall over northern areas of Argentina and allow for better rain chances there. The very dry areas of southern Argentina, not likely to see much rain over the next seven days, and most likely longer than that.
0: Well, it's good to see that uh, right now the models are trending that what snow might be coming our way at the end. weekend into early next week looks like it's going to go south
4: exactly yeah uh, current uh, they keep uh, forecast models keep trending the system we weren't expecting a whole lot Mm-mm. and it looks like those snow chances will continue to dwindle and if we do see some snow maybe just some light accumulations and mainly over southern nebraska into kansas but a better chance of maybe some lighter accumulations in kansas okay
0: all right very good thank you I appreciate it paul where do you go to check in on your weather
4: com.
5: Agreement is made on USMCA. I'm Shaylee Peters, joining you now on the Rural Radio Network. And we get to visit today about that agreement just announced yesterday with Congressman Adrian Smith. Of course, there's been a lot of discussion around this. There's been a lot of work put forward on this, Congressman Smith. And all of that kind of coming uh, to a, a head yesterday, to fruition yesterday with this agreement. Give us a little bit of background and maybe a talk about what this means moving forward
6: well i think it's good news that usmca that uh uh, the speaker and so the stakeholders at the uh, leadership level have have arrived at an agreement and we are looking at the passage of usmca i believe uh, here in the next few days the next week or so Um, i think that's good for america that's good for nebraska ag producers Uh, And I think it's great for consumers in general.
5: As I mentioned, there has been so much discussion around this and a lot of time put in on it. Um, Does it seem to be pretty bipartisan at this support? Is it receiving a lot of support from both sides as it heads towards a vote?
6: Yes, I think there, there have been indicators for several months now that the votes are there. Actually, the, the trade agreement contains several provisions that the Democrats have been requesting literally for decades. Um, I, a, a couple of those, those items give me a little bit of heartburn, but they're not deal breakers. And I think that uh, moving forward, uh, we have a great chance to pass USMCA and put us in a stronger position as uh, I know uh, the president and his team are looking to level the playing field. With China, we know we've got some imbalances relating to China, and uh, we want to get that addressed. And I think passage, a strong passage of USMCA, puts us in a stronger position to address I- issues with China.
5: Let's talk a little bit more about that vote, Congressman Smith. Um, nothing put in place just yet. There's not an official date, but. Once that is put in place, if it gets voted on and gets passed, where do we go from there and are things effective immediately? What does that look like?
6: Well, there is not uh, an announcement for the actual vote time yet, but it'll need to uh, be taken up in the House first. The Senate will then need to take it up, pass it, before it would then go to the President for his signature, obviously. A lot of uh, trade policies are, are phased in, so even after it it uh, passes, you know, immediately. I don't think we can expect everything to kick in, but it certainly puts us in a in a uh, stronger position with, with clarity, with stability, uh, that uh, our allies in Canada and Mexico and businesses across America will know what our policies are moving forward. There, there's been a long concern for several years, actually, that NAFTA had some shortcomings. And obviously, we are in a different position now with energy production, with technology, uh, with um, many things compared to the 1990s when NAFTA was initially adopted. So I I think it it certainly stands to reason uh, that we update NAFTA now that we're calling it uh, USMCA. And and I think get that passed so that we uh, can see a stronger position and more stability in in the marketplace.
5: All right. Thank you so much for your time today. And again, visiting with Congressman Adrian Smith here of Nebraska talking about USMCA an agreement coming into play yesterday. We will now wait to see if a vote gets scheduled on that and we will keep you up to date here on the Rural Radio Network.
0: Time for us to check in on sports. Here is Jason.
3: Hey, thanks, Scott. We'll see you outside. Julianne Jackson, junior middle, Anna Squires, and junior center Maddie Squires represent the second-ranked QNK volleyball team on the Division II All-American squad. Maddie Squires earned second-team honors, with Jackson and Anna Squires named honorable mention. Now, Maddie is a rare three-time ABCA All-American; she twice was named to the NAIa squad while playing at Bellevue. UNK staged a remarkable comeback in the Central Regional on Saturday night, and head coach Rick Squires talked about what they can take away from that win.
7: How important it is to just kind of play in the moment and play the play and not get too caught up in what the score is. And if you do that really well, then all of a sudden the score works out. So, you know, that might be the one thing we can take away from it.
3: UNK will play in the Elite Eight tournament tomorrow at 3.30 against Gannon University. That's a match we will bring you on our sister station, 93.1 the river. 2nd rank Kansas continued to roll last night as they were big winners, knocking off Milwaukee ninety-five Two former Nebraska football players were arrested yesterday in connection with a sexual assault investigation. Lincoln police say that Andre Hunt was arrested for first-degree sexual assault, while Kentarian LeGron was arrested also for first-degree sexual assault. Both were redshirt freshmen on the team. Now LeGrone played tight end while Hunt was a wide receiver. A Nebraska athletic spokesman said the two are no longer on the team and were removed from the roster when they entered the NCAA transfer portal last Friday. Kansas State Center Adam Holtorf has earned his second academic honor in as many days by being selected to the Big Twelve Football by being selected as the Big Twelve Football Scholar Athlete of the Year. Pratt of Seward, Holtorf owns a 3.91 GBA in agribusiness in his final year at K-State. The senior has started each of the last 37 games at center, including every game this season. Helped the Wildcats average almost 190 rushing yards per game, ranked fourth in the Big 12. And the New York Yankees have reportedly snatched up free agent pitcher Garrett Cole. Sources tell ESPN the 29-year-old right-hander has agreed to a nine-year, $324 million deal with the Bronx Bombers. The contract has a full no-trade clause, but includes an opt-out after five years. Now, Cole's record deal trumps the one that pitcher Steven Strasburg signed with the Nationals earlier this week for the largest sum of money in annual salary for a pitcher at $36 million. Helps to be good and end to, be, end to be in demand. That is Liquid Sports. For more, find it anytime at krvn.com. I'm Jason Jorgens. Join your friends at KTIC,
8: KRVN, and KTMX at this year's Nebraska Power Farming Show in Lincoln, December 10th through the 12th. And this year, we're giving away a Milwaukee M18 Cordless Sawzall, durable and perfect for any size job around the farm. You can find our registration boxes at these show vendors. Hogslat, Kit Held Seed and Chemical, Agon Industrial, RMS Red Star Fertilizer, Vavrina, Soil Solutions, AgriLiquid, Eggburst Flighting Company, and Peck Augers, and Bill's Volume Sales.
0: Well, time for us to take a look at news and some of the things happening around us and Dave Schroeder in here. Boy, Dave, I tell you, that is just sad news out of Buffalo County with the Zion Lutheran Church burning down and uh, at Christmas time.
9: Absolutely, absolutely. And I understand they were going to have some sort of event there this evening, I think. Oh, no.
0: Well, I, I saw pictures of it before it burnt, and and Paul was showing me some just a gorgeous little yes. county, little country church, so beautiful structure. Hearts certainly go out to the the folks in that area.
9: So. Yes, well, fire departments from Gibbon, ravanna and Wood River assisted the Shelton Fire Department with that fire at the Zion Lutheran Church, located about eleven miles north of Shelton this morning. Initial responders described the building as being fully engulfed in flames, and of course, the structure is now considered a total loss. A group calling itself Real Nebraskans is pushing for a balance initiative in November of next year to force the state to reduce property taxes by providing a rebate on their income taxes. Real Nebraskans Representative Ed Trumper explains how it would work if passed in November. You pay your property
10: taxes like you normally do, so you're funding all local services, including schools, fire and protection, your county and city governments, bonding authorities. After that... Once you go file your state income tax, you will be able to take a 35% deduction of that property tax you paid for that year. So if you paid $10,000, you'd be expecting a 35% rebate or $3,500. That's how much your income taxes would be reduced for that year. Trumper was recently in Cumming County to
9: promote the ballot measure. The ballot measure has the support of the independent cattleman of Nebraska, President Jim Dinklage.
0: This is a move of the people. We don't have to wait for the Senators. The people can do this. The people been waiting six to seven years to get something done on the property taxes. They need to do it.
9: Well, Governor Pete Ricketts remains opposed to the measure saying what they're proposing is starting at 35 percent which would be over $1 billion of the $4 billion state budget and would cause massive disruptions. Two Virginia men will serve one year of probation and pay $20,000 each in fines and restitutions for illegally shooting wildlife in Nebraska. 39-year-old Greg Davis and 44-year-old Chadwick Graham were sentenced in U.S. District Court in Omaha. Both men killed deer and turkeys using illegal methods during the times when hunting was prohibited. Davis and Graham were clients of Hidden Hills Outfitters in Broken Bow. The company's owners, guides and clients have been accused of wildlife violations and 21 defendants have pleaded guilty so far. Nebraska's Attorney General is appealing a county judge's decision to dismiss misdemeanor charges against a local prosecutor. The Attorney General's office recently asked a district court to review the case of the charges against Custer County Attorney Stephen Bowers, which were previously dismissed. That's an update of news on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Dave Schroeder. Thanks Dave.
1: Everywhere you turn, folks are talking about USMCA and will we see a vote next week. Good afternoon. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. From the hallways of the Nebraska Farm Bureau's annual convention to the hallways of Washington, D.C., USMCA has continued to be a hot topic as I caught up with Nebraska Congressman Jeff Fortenberry.
11: Yes, really good news. This uh, negotiation has gone on for months and months and months. It's been tough. It's been difficult, but absolutely necessary to make sure that America is getting a fairer trade deal with both Mexico and Canada. It's also beneficial for those two countries. So it looks like we're on the edge of getting this done. And in spite of all of the drama in Washington, if we can get this done, this will not only be good for Nebraska, it will be good for America. And so it is exciting news.
1: We know that there's a lot on your plate uh, leading up to the, the Christmas holiday. Is this something that can be attained on the House side? I know the Senate says they're ready to vote.
11: Uh, I think so. Um, uh, I think, frankly, there's an alignment right now of three things. The policy has been hammered out. uh, The last stage of negotiations around environmental issues and labor issues, I think that's made a positive contribution to a better bill here. So there's an alignment of the policy, frankly, with the politics, uh, given that impeachment is taking up all of the oxygen in the room here. And, And, frankly, most people are in a place where They may disagree or disagree, but they want Congress to get things done. So this actually creates a political moment in which we can uh, do something constructive uh, as the speaker diverts away from the impeachment dynamic. And third is it's just the uh, right timing. Uh, The conclusion of this session or the end of the year is coming up quickly, and it's time to get this done.
1: Oh, we know that it'll be a huge benefit not only to, to Nebraska's farmers and ranchers, the country as a whole, but our counterparts in both Canada and Mexico to benefit as well and help their, their farmers and ranchers.
11: Right. And NAFTA was in serious need of updating. And, of course, there are a lot of controversies around it. And once things get institutionalized in Washington, they're very hard to undo. So I want to fully credit President Trump with taking his head on and his uh, negotiator, Lighthizer, who we have met with a number of times, were really sticking to it and working out the difficulties here. And in fact, I engaged with both the Mexican and Canadian ambassadors, and it was a very robust back and forth, both with Republicans and Democrats, uh, because they have certain dynamics that are difficult for them, too. So resetting this uh, North American trade alliance and benefiting America, making it fairer for us, it's important, of course, for agricultural products, But also good for Mexico and Canada, I I think we've reached that spot.
1: So some excitement. We'll wait uh, as we wait to hear when this vote will take place. Are you guys getting any inclination? Will it be sometime early next week?
11: Uh, It looks like next week. Of course, you've covered Washington a long time, Susan. So all I can do is speak in terms of probability. But it seems like the probability is higher that we will take this vote next week. And it's an important vote to take. Because Washington needs to say to people, we are incapable of getting things done. And this is a big one. Uh, to wrap this up uh, before the holidays, it would be a strong signal to America that we're working hard to try to get things right. And that actually, in this very divided moment, there can be some consensus around what's good for all of our people
1: definitely could hear the applause as nebraska farm bureau federations president steve nelson made the announcement to the voting delegates that usmca was moving forward
10: seems pretty real that this is going to happen and as we talked about yesterday and as we've been talking about for a considerable amount of time getting usmca passed is something that really needs to happen uh, we've Believe that the support has been there both in the House and the Senate for a long time to pass it, but politics have gotten in the way so it's it's good that we're getting past that it's a this is a good deal for Nebraska farmers and ranchers it's a good deal for America, but I think it's a good deal for our trading partners as well and the fact that we would have a deal done is just just very very important it's you know we always have a tendency to want to be cautious today in politics because we've seen times when uh, we're close, and then the vote doesn't happen. But all of the indications right now are that, that uh, this vote will happen uh, beginning early next week with the House and then the Senate and, of course, the President signing the bill then. So, uh, again, great news for agriculture to get this done.
1: And as of late, USMCA, for many, has turned into a political pawn.
10: Well, it has, and, and in some ways that's good. It's good to have agriculture on the forefront. It's good to have trade on the forefront because trade is so important to uh, American agriculture and Nebraska agriculture. Uh, but at the same time, if it's if it gets caught up in some of the political dynamics, that doesn't always help either. So, again, we're very pleased that, it, that everything appears to be go here to get USMCA signed and and signed by the president, and so that that will be a great deal.
1: And Nelson stressed the importance of USMCA to Nebraska agriculture.
10: We know in the state of Nebraska that when agriculture does well, typically the state does well, and when agriculture struggles, often the state struggles also. And so this is important not just for farmers and ranchers, it's important for rural communities, and it's important for the entire state of Nebraska.
1: Now we wait for a scheduled vote. I'm Susan Littlefield, the World Radio Network.
0: It is time for our business report here on Midday. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, we'll have uh, Bob Brogan in just a second. We're uh, putting him off as long as we can for reasons I can't explain at this time. Let's take a look at the world markets right now. In Japan, the Nikkei in the overnight was down 18. The, Hong- the Hang Seng in Hong Kong up 210 points. The FTSE in London was up two, and the German DAX index was up 76. Here in the uh, on the United States stock exchange, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 32 right now, Nasdaq is up 16 and the S&P
2: is up 2, Bob. The Federal Reserve is set to leave its benchmark interest rate unchanged today. Not big news, but it is news that they're meeting and uh, that uh, unchanged uh, that leaving that unchanged will likely signal it expects rates to remain low well into next year despite the uh, robust job market. Higher energy prices lifted U.S. overall consumer prices in November. The Labor Department says its consumer price index rose 3 tenths percent last month after rising 4 tenths of a percent in October. And uh, energy prices rose 8 tenths percent, led by a 1.1 percent uptick in gasoline So stock prices, uh, stock indexes are mixed in trading on Wall Street as investors are watching for developments on trade. And they're awaiting that all-important Federal Reserve's latest announcement on interest rate policy. So things are kind of of mixed right now, and uh, so we're going to sit back and watch that play itself out. YouTube is taking another step to curb hateful and violent speech on its site. The video streaming company says it will now take down videos that lob insults at people based on race, gender expression, sexual orientation, or other protected attributes. The Google-owned company will also prohibit veiled threats of violence, taking a step further into moderating what people can say on the videos they create and Upload so those are some of the things that are happening today that we're keeping an eye on, and uh, we'll anxiously await that Federal reserve decision. I'd uh, like to see um, interest rates be favorable to everybody, but I can't guarantee that
0: well, it doesn't appear to be a whole lot of drama involved in this one either. it looks like they're going to keep it where it is so the uh, apple Apple uh, company is up five or excuse me about uh, a half a percent right now. 10-year yield is down 1.3%, and oil is also down a percent to dollars a barrel.
1: From the RFS and the EPA to USMCA and the House... One describes it as an interesting year for those in the corn industry. Good afternoon, I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. Kevin Ross from Iowa is president of the National Corn Growers Association. This morning he met with reporters to talk about the struggles of this year, but how 2019 might end up on a bright note.
7: Thankfully, there have been some positive developments throughout uh, the recent recent months. Year-round E15, is something we've been advocating for for quite some time. The recently ratified trade agreements with Japan will secure our second largest score, or second largest export car market across the across the world. And of course, this week's announcement that the White House and Congress is moving forward with ratifying the USMCA trade agreement is about the best news we could receive going into the into the Christmas season. At the same time, all signs indicate. That the EPA is moving forward with rulemaking that doesn't quite address the SRE issues in the way that our senators agreed to. The impacts of this, this addressing of the SREs in the manner that they have been is, is a problem. In fact, it doesn't address these, these issues in the way that we need them to, to move forward and, and fully address the E15, uh, impact that it could have on our markets. And lastly, we're still waiting on a Chinese trade resolution. The ongoing negotiations and what they might mean for agriculture bring uncertainty and anxiety to America's farmers. We need a resolution that will be good for American agriculture with our Chinese trading partners. So it's time for Washington to finish the job on trade and ethanol. We're here to call on Congress to pass the USMCA and for the administration to follow through on the President's commitments to American farmers and uphold the integrity of the Renewable Fuel Standard.
1: And Ross said, "Right now, USMCA is a top priority for the National Corn Growers Association."
7: So, uh, Mexico is our number one export corn market. Um, certainly, we've uh, talked about uh, you know securing the number two corn market in Japan recently with the Phase One agreement there. Uh, but but uh, USMCA in itself, um, absolutely a critical agreement for uh, for corn farmers, whether it's corn in its raw forms moving across the border to Mexico or to Canada. Uh, lots of other products, ag products that, uh, that move corn, um, especially through the forms of meat, uh, cross our borders very frequently. And, uh, those two partners are extremely important to, uh, to us in agriculture. The, uh, the agreement was 25 years old. You know, updating, uh, updating parts of that agreement certainly, um, made sense. And I think from, uh, you know, from a potential market standpoint, uh, Mexico especially has, you know, very big market potential for ethanol and and the air quality issues that we can address down there for sure. I have a question from Chuck Zimmerman. He says, do you think that December is enough time for EPA to evaluate the 11,000 comments they got on the supplemental rule?
1: But many worry that there's too much on the plate in DC right now. And would a USMCA vote take place before year's end?
7: I do think, uh, next week in the House, we'll have a good chance of getting that vote. We certainly, uh, would like to see that from, uh, you know, from, from NCGA and, uh, on behalf of the nation's corn industry. Um, that, uh, that would be a very positive step forward for, uh, for the House to make that call. Um, if, you know, if we could get, something done in the Senate before the end of the year, that'd be great. That's certainly not uh, not what we're hearing at the moment, but uh, uh, as soon as possible that, you know, if we can get um, get through the House and be done, we, we believe the votes are there.
1: Those comments coming from National Corn Growers Association President Kevin Ross. I'm Susan Littlefield on the World Radio Network.
2: Clay Patton on
0: the Rural Radio Network as we take a look at our settling grain markets with John Payne, senior marketing analyst with Daniel ZaG Marketing in Chicago, publisher of the newsletter this week in Grain. And John, uh, yesterday we had all that news come out and all the big headlines. Today, a little less in terms of that, but a lot more follow through selling. Is it positioning ahead of those potential tariffs going into effect this weekend?
8: I think so. You you saw a market like wheat in Chicago on pretty bullish day yesterday. Give up almost five cents to the KC side today. It's, Minneapolis up into the close. So I I'm a little more in the camp thinking that this is just get down ahead of the weekend. Um sub beans break on bullish news from China as far as purchases. So you know, it's a flip of the coin as far as what you think's going to happen here. I I my bet would be that we kick the cam Uh it seems to be what we do best in this world. Um but if something would happen over the weekend and you know President Trump screaming on Sunday, I I would be ready for this, you know, bean market dish, you know, open drastically lower, maybe eight seventy, or would be the target level for me. And then, uh you know, corn probably follow. Although, I think corn's more of a function of folks just needing to sell it here. Beans too. You know, by the end of the year, a lot of producers want to get get some sales wrapped up and hit some t- hit some taxes for for this year. Um, so, I think in the near term, that's probably big big driver. And then we take a look. We did get some decent news,
0: though, out. We continue to expand ethanol production since those September lows. But unfortunately, are we just kind of getting back into the norm of what we saw a year ago in terms of ethanol production?
8: I, I think, yeah, that's part of it. But I think right now, in reality, it's, you know, we're seeing bullish news out there. I, I think it's just more fun selling and producers just, you know, I guess the end user not bidding up as much as they would, but if I was an end user and I need to book product here, I'd look at that July contract. If that dips into the 370s. That, there's some good value there, in my opinion. There's just so much to go between now and the first of, of July, and to be able to lock that in would provide tremendous value. So, if you've been waiting to re-own, I think this is where you kind of start to get your get your uh, your, your positions ready, throw limit orders out there, and be ready to, to take some heat. You know. I, Producer I work with up in Northwest Iowa bought some corn yesterday and came in this morning all huffing and puffing because he bought, thought he bought a little early. And, you know, the thought would be, hey, listen, you needed corn. You could have bought it two weeks ago. You could have bought it a month ago, you know, 30 higher. And it's a, uh, you know, a market right now that's going to reward patience. And I think on the buy side, too, if, if, if you're, this is your patient moment, I think the market will come back.
0: Then we take a look at the U.S. dollar slipping a little bit today against the euro. Anything to look at in terms of Brexit there?
8: Oh, a little bit. I mean, I don't think the headlines from, from Brexit are going to be that big of a deal to the market, maybe to the stock market, but I think commodities in general are pretty short. So and we've, we've kind of priced in the worst case scenario, in my opinion, and I think China will, will beat us to the punch, so to speak. I think the election's Monday, so um, you know, there, there, there's going to be some things, I think, that you know, surprise the market in the near term that can bring us back.
0: That'll do it for our midday program here on KRVN. To hear today's midday program in its entirety, go to podcasts on KRVN.com, sponsored by DaVinny Motors.
10: Howdy, folks. This is Rick from
6: Davini Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram and the Cook. When you're ready to buy a new vehicle, expect that our hardworking, experienced staff will treat you just like family. Go to DaVinny Chrysler Jeep today. And remember, it's not a deal until it's a Davini deal.